man, this comic book sucks. And the reviews online said it was good. I wasted my money. Why didn't somebody tell me? Hey everybody, this is Spinner Rack. This is PD. We're doing comic reviews and we also have Calvin Ellis, ready to rock. So, as you know, we've been going through the cycle of doing Dark Knight's Metal. We've done the Forge, we've done the casting. I think we did we did the uh, issue two. I thought we did issue one, but I can't remember. We did but issue one. I think we missed issue two. So we've done the forge, we've done the casting, we did the toilet. Now we're doing the flush. Lord. Well, we got the jokes in, and it's not uh, unwarranted. Because so, this one we have, we have an issue where we have what I never expected to see in such a comic book. We have a tender moment with the characters in, in the park, hanging out. But just like in uh, Judgment Day T2, it's all false. Everything is wrong, and Superman is trying to fight against these things, and he's not doing a good job of it. <laughs> He's totally not good in this story at all. He's just struggling. He's trying, though. He's he's optimistic, but he's failing. And luckily, he finds himself in this, um, you know, they have found a little little pub that they can hang out in in this mystical realm. But they can, where Kendra, Kendra can act like, you know, Superman, you're just not with it. So they talk this over. They go back in. Superman's like, I got it now. I can do it. I can do it. And then, you know... Batman is, the crazy part is Batman is all these bad characters. This Doomsday Batman, he's somewhere in all of these characters. This is the weirdest story. And I would, I would like to point out, before we give, the, we give the floor to Cal and let him finish it off, and we'll end it there, I would like to bring up Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, you can say maybe at some points it's repetitive. There are some weaknesses in the story, but what they did was the cohesion of the characters. And unlike Marvel, listening, Marvel Wolfman and George Perez decided not to have the characters insult each other. Throughout the series, there's a little bit of fights between the superheroes. They're all working together, struggling with this. Even on Earth 3, those heroes are working together and they seem everyone has this grandeur and it's all working to a common goal. This story, is your classic Batman's cool and everybody else is not. Bar Barbatos is taking over Batman and spread Batman's persona into all these terrible characters that are just whipping the hell out of, like the stuff that the murder machine in the, wasn't it, the Red Death did in Gotham. It's just like, wow, this is just some of the worst stuff. So it's like, look at Crisis and look at how the cohesion happened <laughs> there and look at this and look at how they're tearing apart all these other superheroes but building Batman up in this thing. It's really it's heartbreaking. So I give the floor to you. Have at it. You know, Crisis is a good example because we have all of these characters throwing around when they do that initial, the, you know, the gathering and everybody's there. Yeah. But then it gets called down to, okay, we need the best of the best over here to go and do this. And who was it? Was it, uh, was it the Phantom Stranger? If it was the issue, it might have been issue seven when he's got these guys collected. Mm -hmm. But he'll say, Superman, the greatest hero, you know, Earth's greatest hero, Captain Marvel, Earth's mightiest mortal. And everybody who was being collected saying, look, you guys are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, in order to make this sort of thing happen. In Metal, we don't get that. In Metal, and I mean, I already knew Scott Snyder would do this because, you know, he wants to put the Justice League in there. And I don't know if he does this on purpose, 
but he wants to put the Justice League in there, but it's a Batman story. So none of these guys can really get any light because it's a Batman story. Batman will do everything cool, quirky. All of those moments are reserved for him. He's going to ride a dinosaur. He's going to fool everybody. He'll have Clayface somehow working for him and make, you know, it makes no sense. And then I'm reading this. And I'm like, okay, so you have Superman here. Okay, Scott Snyder. Let's see if you can give somebody else some light. And again, for me, in a situation like this, if Superman is ineffectual, you're pretty much dead. You know, what are the other guys going to do? But it's a Batman story. So I read through it and like, yeah, okay, yeah, Superman's ineffectual. I don't really need to read this anymore. Why does it take me out of the story? Because again, Superman is your first, best, and last line of defense in situations like this. He's a Justice League onto himself. So if it's a really big problem, and, and Scott Snyder isn't alone. Uh, Darwin Cook did the same thing in the, uh, the Final Frontier, where he takes Superman out of it, so, you know, and Green Lantern gets the light right over there. A lot of people do this sort of thing. But the Final Frontier worked because it was a very good period piece in examining uh, political things that were going on and merging them with the superhero, with the superheroes of that particular of our time, really, with that particular time period. So we didn't necessarily have the Superman of the 1960s, but a Superman set in the 1960s, Wonder Woman, those sorts of things. Then we come over here to uh, we come over to metal and. You know, it's the same criticism before. If you wanted to tell a Batman story, you don't need all these other guys in it. What you th but the other thing that really got me is the, the aggrandation of like whatever slight aspect there is of Batman to, to go this realm where you have this evil, you know, Aqua Batman, Flash Batman, evil Batman, Batman, evil you know, after a while, it's... Uh, Batman, Batman, evil Batman. It, it's, like, it's like a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, like what Marvel, it's like what Marvel Comics runs through when they just start doing all these versions of characters where you'll have... You have Juggernaut, Tryon Juggernaut. You have the Hulk, World War Hulk, World Breaker Hulk. Or, like, they're selling action figures or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And these are supposed to be characters. And everybody hated that. And supposedly, the Silver Age was terrible for doing that sort of stuff, where Superman would show up and it was a problem. There's like... I'll use my super telepathy. It's like, where the hell did that come from? You never had that before. But we do it in this instance, and for some reason, people are eating it up. This series is selling. This series is selling. Yeah. Okay, it's selling. And I mean, I haven't checked the numbers recently, but it's selling well from what I'm hearing because they have put it, they've put it out. The variant covers sell well. The series sells well. And I don't know. Maybe that's just the lesson. Put Batman at the center of the series. Sideline everybody else. Make them into bit players. And, you know, make a bunch of different color, you know, covers, you know, keep the numbers low. So, you know, so you have some sort of force rarity on them. And, you know, you two can have a, you know, you two can have a viable book at the end of the day. But in, in terms of story, in terms of, you know, storytelling and, and, you know, in terms of moving plot and characterization, even in terms of setting, because it's there are points where I'm like, where the hell are we when this is going on? It's not a very good book along that, that route. I can't, I don't even really have the energy to, like, give it a full hard slate or anything, it's more disappointing at this portion because DC has yet to do something that it was able to do very well and effortlessly. Every Once a year, they would have a JSA-JLA crossover. They would have these two big teams come over and they would work together and it would be two teams. Two teams, not the most popular members on those teams, but those two teams and they would get together and they would have a nice adventure together. Here, we are, what, five issues in, five issues deep, and it's supposed to be this thing that involves all of these heroes, and there's no cohesive nature to it whatsoever. 
And, and that's what's disappointing because you should be able to do this. The talent is there, the desire isn't. That's disappointing. Well, I mean, I think having, and most of the time when they do sort of um, like the big crossovers, something you see, whether it worked out, whether you dislike, and I've had issue with many crossovers, you see putting forth the best idea, trying to utilize the hero, then having people come in like the editor say, well, what's going on? That would sometimes flesh out the story. The point I'm getting is that it is disappointing to be these are the top guys. They did such a strong start to Batman. It doesn't transfer over to doing a cosmic story. Maybe under a different writer, um, it could bring something better out of Capullo and direct the story, but I think you really need an editorial to be stronger and sort of push to say, this isn't fleshed out enough. This is more Hawkman. I'm not sure why Batman is this. And then Barbatos, this is not, this is how DC can you get. Like, it's like, come on. It's not even, like Marvel would add the US at the end, this having a bat in the middle, you know. <laughs> I don't know about this bar. And I don't even know, I can't even tell where which character is Barbatos in this, because then they have all these weird Batman characters. So, I mean, I can just ramble on, but just I'm upset and it's just sad. So that's the way I'm gonna end it. Yeah, I like to call it a cash grab, and it is. I just don't know <laughs> why. I don't know why it's making money, but it's just disappointing. At the end of the day, you have the talent there. There's just no desire to tell a big story, even though you are telling. A big story. Yes. You have all of these leading issues, you have all these spin-off issues, and it's just so formula and perfunctory at this portion. It, well, what can I say? This series is making me look forward to Doomsday Clock. That's saying a lot. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I've always fault crossovers for not having a human moment. And they had a phony human moment in the beginning, so I'm like saying, am I gonna have to change my view because they found a way to put this, I don't know, it's just a uh, phony thing and, you know. It's sad, so I have to say spin a rack out on this one, and we got some more reviews for you to come. But don't worry, we'll be back, because Metal, <laughs> Metal will be back. How many, two more, two more issues? I think. And all the other issues that we are not gonna read, so. Hey, we'll see you next time. Later. Thanks, Thanks Spin a rack. rack. You saved me money. <laughs>